a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We're continuing to broadcast from our nation's capital in Washington, D.C. today. And, of course, in the state of Utah, it's primary election day. Right now, Utahns are casting their ballots in four congressional races, one Senate races, one Senate race and a host of other races. And who will ultimately represent uh, the parties in the fall? Uh, there's also some uh, state legislative contests that could be quite close. And so we're turning to our ultimate inside source when it comes to Utah politics to break down what voters should know about today's election day, what we are watching and looking for, and really pleased to have joining us. Jason Perry is the vice president for government relations and the director of the Hinckley Institute of Politics at the University of Utah. Jason, uh, thanks for joining us today. Oh, Boyd, always great to be with you. All right. It's uh, it is primary election day. Uh, that's a, a big day. Uh, what are the things that you're watching? You've had your ear to the ground in terms of what voters have been thinking. Uh, the question is always is what they're thinking actually going to show up in them going out and voting? <laughs> that's always the connection we hope will happen because you hear a lot. We talk a lot about the candidates and for lots of reasons we can talk about. Sometimes it turns into a, a really good showing and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but but it does play into a couple of things I'm watching for today, uh, Boyd. And, and, and really, we're getting a really interesting look at kind of where we're going, not just for November, but how elections are playing out in Utah. You just mentioned it here at the top. This is the first time really in decades we have had uh, the, hand, the, the, the futures of our, de- of our delegation just in the hands of the voters instead of the delegates. Five primaries for Congress, all to be decided by the voters, which is just something we haven't seen in the state of Utah before. So I'm really watching that really closely to kind of see, you know, I guess there are two parts of that, uh, you know, how Mike Lee does. I want to talk about that for just a moment, but also how much uh, the winners of this primary uh, correlate to the winners of the convention with the Republican Party. Those are two very interesting questions. Yeah, so let's let's uh, dig into that. Let's uh, let's start with the uh, the Senate race. Uh, how is that shaping up in your view? Well, so um, it's, all three of these candidates uh, got signatures uh, when you when you look at you know Mike Lee, Becky Edwards, Ali Isom. The polling that we have done uh, with with the Deseret News shows that Mike Lee is clearly the front runner uh, in this in this race, and um, you know and, and it's by how if he, if he does win, if the polling comes out to be accurate, by how much does he win? And that is a big question because for him tonight. Uh, it's not just if he if he is the winner, just if he wins or not. It's by what margin does he win, and what segment of the Republican Party showed up for him. He's going to have to keep those going forward into a very difficult fight with Evan McMullen, who's running as an independent candidate. So, so, so Mike Lee certainly the front runner going into tonight against two very credible candidates, and if, if he does pull it off, I'm just going to see by how much because that's going to give us a great view into what will happen in November. I think that's a really important point, uh, Jason, in terms of 
what that looks like for November. Uh, often we kind of get into this uh, debate over registered voters versus likely voters. Uh, we know in the state of California the registered voters were off the charts, uh, but only 17% of them actually showed up and voted on the day. And so uh, and to your point, the, the margin will be interesting tonight because it probably will be indicative of the likely voters uh, that will actually show up in November. Yeah, I mean, that's what we always have to watch. It's one thing, you know, to, you know, when we have new laws in the state of Utah, when you need to, needed to affiliate. So I'll be watching that very closely. How many people did decide to join the Republican Party in this election cycle to vote in the primary? And that will give us a good view who's going to show up. And once you get the view of those, uh, those particular voters, Mike Lee is going to try to take a look and say, if, if it is him, he's going to have to say, uh, of those, where do they fall in that political spectrum? Because this is going to be a real battle, not just for the Democratic side, but for, for the heart of the Republican side. Even though Evan McMullen is an independent uh, candidate uh, that will be running against Mike Lee if Mike, if Mike does pull this off, um, it's really where they fall on that side and what end of the spectrum Mike Lee can keep and maybe even expand. All right. Now let's look at the congressional races. Uh, any of those that you're keeping a, a particular eye on today? Well, so we're, it, it, the polling suggests that all of these, uh, all of the incumbents are going to do very well, uh, and none of them seem to be in, in danger at this particular point. But it's, it's interesting; some of, several of them are running in, you know, they're all running in new districts that have been drawn. So uh, we'll see if any of the ch- any changes happen there because their districts have have changed. But uh, but all of them seem to be in really good position uh, going into the primary tonight. Uh, and then let's uh, dive into some of those other races uh, that we're watching around. We always say it's it, the closer you get to the people. We often focus on the, the big ticket items, the Senate, the, the House races uh, for the federal seats. But uh, it's those things that are closest to the people that are going to impact their daily lives the most. As you look at some of those uh, House and uh, Senate races at the state level or some of those uh, commissioner races or school board races, uh, any of those got your attention going into today? Yeah, I'm watching a couple closely, and you are so right. We always talk, and even we did today, you start talking about the big ticket you know, races, uh, which are interesting to watch. But the, some of the ra- these races that impact us most directly, that impact our homes most directly, our schools, uh, those, are, those are these local races. And there are 23 primary elections in the legislature this year. It's, it's a huge number. This is the most we have seen, uh, well, in a very long time. For context, it's been since '94. There were there were 21, for example. So it kind of shows it's going to be big change in our legislature and a lot of what's happening in the Republican Party. I'll give you a couple of races that I'm watching closely because it's it's just so interesting. You and I have talked about this in the past. Uh, there's not a ton of reverence right now in the state of Utah for incumbency. Uh, you can have members of legislative leadership that have been in positions of power that have name ID for a really long period of time, and they're still getting inter-party challengers. Uh, mostly from farther from from the right. And I'll give you a couple of those that I'm watching, Boyd. Uh, Ann Milner, uh, the incumbent, and uh, Doug Durbano. This is a race we're watching really closely. Ann Milner, of course, uh, former president of Weber State University. She's currently the majority whip in the legislature. She's been been in their, her district since 2015. Uh, a strong challenger taking her on. So there's one in the Senate. Also watching the, the race, Evan Vickers and, uh, and Patrick Larson, uh, down in Cedar City. I, I mentioned this one, too, because Evan Vickers is the Senate Majority Leader, has a lot of influence, all the policies set for the state, still a pretty big challenger that he's getting. 
And and I and I I'll just do one more since we're talking about leadership. Even Jerry Stevenson, the chair of the the powerful executive appropriations committee, is being challenged internally. So I'm watching those races pretty closely um, tonight to see what happens. I think you know these incumbents are in decent shape, but they're getting a, a serious run, which is something we haven't seen for a while. Yeah, and uh, and that's a good thing. I, I always think uh, the 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 better the contest, uh, the better we're off in the end. Uh, as long as we can keep it civil, as long as we can be respectful, as long as we can make uh, these kinds of races not about uh, defeating and pummeling and destroying your opponent, uh, but actually understanding them and actually learning from that uh, that process. Uh, and Jason, as you continue to uh, to look at and and keep your finger on the pulse of of the people, the voters in the state of Utah, uh, are there any other underlying things that are either going to, to you're going to watch in terms of what did drive? Uh, turnout or what kept people at home uh, or any other sentiment uh, that kind of be seems to be stirring here in the state of Utah? Yeah, one of the things uh, is something you and I sort of alluded to a moment ago, and it's um, where where mainstream voters are versus um, the candidates that are being presented. And the, the direction of where the state of Utah goes in terms of policy really is hanging in the balance right there. And I mean, underlying thread for me that I, I sort of mentioned is the ability to have two tracks to the ballot um, it, it really, really changed the political system here in the state of Utah. Uh, historically, we have seen that the person that is the most popular candidate with the delegates is not necessarily uh, the candidate that's going to be most popular with, with the voters. And so I, I really, as, as I look to say, what, what is the what, what direction is the policy of our legislature going to skew over the, the next year to the next two years? A lot of that is going to depend on where the voters signal they are for these candidates. We, we've seen historically there's a there's a little bit of a, a, a difference of alignment. Even this year, I think, is interesting. You know, like you, I'll just take a couple of our congressional races You know, at, at the convention. Chris Herod beat uh, beat uh, uh, Congressman Curtis in that. But Congressman Curtis looks like he is poised to win for a third time over Chris Herod. Uh, Chris Stewart beat Aaron Ryder, but Andrew Badger beat uh, uh, Representative Blake Moore at that at that convention. So I think a little bit of a. Um, you know, a reckoning is coming in terms of where the party is, in terms of the candidates who are skewing a little farther right, and where the heart of the Republican Party is. And make no mistake about it, the policies that will be set over the next couple of years are going to ha- be handled with these key races we've mentioned. These are the people in leadership. Yeah, uh, great insight, uh, Jason Perry from the Hinckley Institute of uh, Politics up at the University of Utah. He's also the Vice President of Government Relations there for the University of Utah. Jason, appreciate your perspective on a very important primary election day. Uh, We'll circle back tomorrow and see how uh, the dust settles, what emerges, uh, what the trends are. Uh, And as you said, it all points to what policy comes next. And that's the thing we've got to continue to focus on as voters. What are the principles and what are the policies that really produce the results? Jason, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Boyd. All right, again, that's Jason Perry from the Hinckley Institute of Politics. And if you haven't cast your vote yet, you've got until 8 p.m. tonight to get to a polling location or to a drop box with your ballot uh, to make sure that gets in and gets counted. Uh, And that is what should give us confidence in where we are as a state and where we go next. And it's up to each of us to to do our duty there. uh, And then and then we can march forward uh, and move it. And uh, I love the fact that Jason 
pointed to the principle and the policy component. That's where it's going to be decided. And then what do we reward as voters? Do we reward those uh, who have bold policy initiative, initiatives? Do we do we uh, settle with the status quo or do we just make sure that uh, the person in power stays in power? Uh, so many dynamics, so many things to look at, and uh, we're going to continue to break all of that down as we go through the day, the afternoon, and of course, KSL News Radio will give you all the coverage as we roll through primary election day here in the state of Utah. I'm broadcasting from our nation's capital, Washington D.C. Much more inside sources yet to come right here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.